Hello, everyone. I see that I am uh, live on Facebook. I'm just going to sort out Instagram because it's doing weird stuff again. So bear with me just for a second while I sort this out. Here we go. There we go. All right. There we are. <laughs> Oh, the wonders of modern technology. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday. It's a little bit after 12.30, um, and this means that it's time for another episode of First Chapter Fun. I see Hank has found us, uh, and Brenda on Facebook, and let me see, Hank is here on Facebook too, and a Facebook user, uh, and Susie Sharp as well. Um, Susie Sharp is asking for the link to StreamYard. StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook, I think is what you're looking for, Susie. Anyway, my name is Hannah Mary McKinnon. And as I mentioned, it is Tuesday. It's 12.30 p.m. Eastern, which means it's time for another episode of First Chapter Fun. Welcome, everyone. So good to see you all. Um, very happy to see so many of you showing up. If I'm looking here, this is my webcam. This is on, on Facebook and I'm looking at the comments. Hi, Ali. Hi, Shannon. And this is Instagram on my phone. So we've got um, two two devices going on, which is which is always, always fun <laughs> and interesting. Uh, I see Writers Unplugged on Instagram says that she has told her library about First Chapter Fun. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Yes, please do um, do that for me. That would be wonderful. Robin, you keep sending me a request to be in my live video. Uh, forgive me, I'm not going to accept that because that means you'll end up on camera with me, which isn't the way First Chapter Fun works. <laughs> So, so um, don't hate me, but I'm 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 not going to approve that request because then you'll pop up on the screen and 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 that will be weird. Um, although, sure, we'd love to see you. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you again for joining us. So thrilled you're here. How was your week? How was your weekend? How's the weather? Hope it's um, going really well. Hope you had a lovely time. Um, did you know that today? I think it's today or sometime this evening or tomorrow, depending which calendar you look at, is the first official day of summer. It also happens to be our wedding anniversary, and it also happens to be uh, the longest day. So as of tomorrow, you can look forward to the nights getting longer again. <laughs> How about that? Uh, did you know? Um, Hank's saying it is so cold in Boston. Is it really? It's actually really lovely here. It's about, don't know what this is in Fahrenheit, but it's about going to be about 23, 24. So really, really nice. Um, went out for a walk yesterday afternoon. I'm currently editing my romantic comedy, my second Holly Cassidy romantic co comedy um, that will land next year. Um, it's so funny writing a Christmas book in June. It's I love Christmas. So it's Christmas all year round for me at the moment. Um, and then I went out and walked in the sun. So <laughs> That was a little a little bit odd. Hank says it's about 17 degrees Celsius in Boston. Oh, boo, yeah. Boo, that's not good. Uh, Brenda says we're heating up to the upper 80s this week, but still no rain to speak of. And Chang says, yeah, summer is here. It is, it is. And the funny thing is, 
Um, I went away to Switzerland with my family at the beginning of May and we had the worst weather ever. Quickly talk about the weather. It was absolutely awful. I was there at the same time last week, uh, last year, and it was glorious sunshine. It was absolutely perfect. This year, it rained practically every day. But ever since I've come back, I keep thinking, oh, my gosh, we've still got the whole summer ahead of us because we normally, typically, we'd go away in August. So it feels like a really, really long summer for me because it's only just beginning. And I am so excited um, to sit in the garden and read some books and go out for some walks and stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Thank you, Renee, who says happy early anniversary. It'll be our 24th tomorrow. Can't believe it. You get less for manslaughter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Rob is a wonderful, wonderful person. And I am so happy we met by coincidence on the internet in the dark ages of the internet. Um, I won't go into details, but it was very, very funny. Anyway, shall I tell you about today's book? Shall I stop babbling and tell you about today's book? What do you think? Shall I do that? Yeah, go on, let me do that. So today, we actually have an Italian author, Ilaria Bernardini, and the book is called The Girls Are Good. <laughs> Don't let the title fool you because they might not be as good as one might think from the title. They are good at certain things, including gymnastics, because that is the world that this book is set in. But are they good? to one another. Hmm. I'm not sure. This is the book we're reading from today. I'm very excited to bring you The Girls Are Good. So let me tell you about Ilaria and then I'll read the description of the book and jump into um, chapter one. Cat Reader just said the trailer hooked me. Now fun fact, um, those videos that we post uh, every Sunday or Monday, depending, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, a little little video, a, a, te a teaser, a book trailer, really. Did you know that Hank makes all of those? And that's right, every week, it used to be every twice a week, but every week she makes a book trailer and they are absolutely brilliant. I love them. Um, and if you, if you didn't, if you haven't seen the book trailer that she made for The Girls Are Good. Once we're done, not right now, but once we're done, go take a peek. It's in First Chapter Fun, Instagram or Facebook. It's also um, on our author pages as well, which reminds me, if this is your first time watching an episode of First Chapter Fun, this is episode 341, if you can believe it. And if you want to go and have a look at any of the episodes we've done in the past, Please, um, you can do that really easily on Instagram. He's looking at you, Instagram kids. Go to our video section and scroll through them and you'll find them all there. If you go on Facebook, you have multiple ways to find them. You can scroll through, through the feed. You can go through, um, you can go to our featured posts and there's a post there with the 2023 reads and 2022 and 2021 and 2020 with links or you can go to another featured post where we have basically a, you can down it's files files but also feature posts where you can download a document that has all of the episodes um, right from the beginning 
uh, March 17th, 2020, with handy links that you can click and watch every episode. To your heart's content, you can watch First Chapter Fun. So there you go. That's how um, you can find us. Now, Leisha's, uh, Leisha's saying this book sounds very intriguing. Susan says the teasers are brilliant. Yes, they are. And Hank, as I mentioned, Hank makes them all, every single one. And every single week, she astounds me with, with the trailers that she makes. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, go take a look. Just go take a look afterwards. Do, we, do us a favor and go take a look. Okay, in the intro, let me introduce you to Ilaria Bernardini who is our Italian author and our featured author of the day. Ilaria Bernardini was born in Milan. By the way, if you haven't been to Milan, it has one of the most spectacular cathedrals I've ever been in. It's really cool. Um, just the, I was studying art, history of art, when I happened to go, and it was just, it was phenomenal. Let me start that again. Ilaria Bernardini was born in Milan and is an author and scriptwriter. Her novel, Faremo Foresta, was longlisted for Italy's pre prestigious Strega Prize, and she has created TV shows, including Ginaste and Ballerini, and that's on MTV. She's written for Czech, Tutto Musica, Linus, Rolling Stone, Amica, Vanity Fair, and GQ. The Girls Are Good is based on her novel, Corpo Libero, which subsequently morphed into a cult reality show. This story was inspired by Ilaria's exclusive behind-the-scenes exposure to the controversies that have gripped the world of gymnastics over the past decade. The book has already been optioned by Indigo Productions, along with All Three Media, which is the company behind Fleabag, for an eight-part TV series. And in the fun fact, let me tell you about this. You might have seen it, you might have missed it. But we always ask our authors for fun facts about themselves. We'll reveal that one tomorrow and also about their book. And she says um, when the book was published in Italy alongside the Paramount Plus series, it triggered a massive Me Too movement among the Italian national team and many gymnastics clubs around the country, which, among other things, led to the sacking of one of the biggest of one of the biggest national coaches in Italy. So how about that? The power of books and people coming together. Um, you will find Ilaria on Instagram, Ilaria underscore Bernardini. On Twitter, she is Faremo, Faremo Foresta. Um, and a big thank you to Ilaria and Harper Collins Canada in this case for allowing us to read for her today. So what do we think of that? There's <laughs> so much to say. No, I did not uh, walk on the Domo um, Facebook user. <laughs> the Girls Are Good by Ilaria Bernardini. This is the book of the day, the author of the week. And this is the description of the book. Competition, perfection, destruction, and a dangerous obsession. Martina wants to be the best gymnast in the world, but so does everyone around her. A tournament with a difference. During one week of intense competition, Martina and her teammates are tested to the limit, and any sign of weakness can quickly spell the end. A murder in the night. By the end of the week, one of the gymnasts will be dead. Every girl will do anything to win, but at what cost? And this 
is chapter one, part of chapter one, I should say, of The Girls Are Good by Eleria Bernardini. Monday. In seven days, there will be a dead gymnast. Yet this morning, as I open my eyes, everything looks the same. Then again, my life is a loop and everything always looks the same. My first alarm wakes me at five past six. The second one at ten past. I like the first one because there's the second. These five minutes are mine only. I think of nothing. I am nothing. They are the longest five minutes of my day. At ten past six, I wake up properly, click my neck and stretch my arms, my hands, each finger. I get up and feel the carpet under my feet. It prickles, as usual. It isn't one of those soft carpets like they have at Anna's house. Ours is cheap and beige, the cheapest colour with the exception of school grey. Dad says being poor is okay because we love each other and as long as we have our love, nothing else matters. I always make sure to nod in agreement, otherwise he and mum get even sadder and I'd feel both poor and mean. I wash my way too red hair, check my way too many freckles in the mirror, get dressed, close my bag. I walk twice around the chair, zip up the fleece of my teen tracksuit and check my way too many freckles again. I open the door, tap the knob twice, go down to the living room, which is also the dining room, the TV room, the kitchen and my parents' room. I eat my cereal, drink my juice. Mum gives me a kiss and says, we'll miss you and don't forget your passport. From the sofa bed, Dad says, see you in a week, and break a leg, little mouse. We really do love each other, even though Mum's eyes slant downwards, and even though Dad looks more depressed than ever. I won't miss them. I never do. I never did. I never will. But I want to win for them or at least qualify for the individual finals at this tournament, so that maybe, thanks to me and my road to the Olympics, one day they can have their own bedroom, or kitchen at least. Then I could stop feeling guilty that sometimes when they come to watch me compete, I pretend I don't know them. I'm 15 now. I was only four when I started doing gymnastics. Back then, no one knew if I'd be good at it or if I'd grow to be tall or short. I also had no idea that from the age of 10, it would mean I'd find myself training at 7 o'clock in the morning before school, then again from 3 to 7 p.m., and that I'd have to be doing my homework during dinner, sleep, then get up the next morning, six days a week, to train again at 7, and so on. I didn't know Sundays would forever be for competitions and that my days would be so repetitive. I didn't know that I'd end up liking how things repeat themselves, at least most of them. Even though training sessions and exercises don't really ever repeat themselves, because even in repetition, there's always change. And in a gymnast's life, there's always change. Like today, we're flying to Romania to compete. This is new, and new is both scary and great. 
I open the front door and our team's minibus is coming up the road. I cross the yard, feel the freezing cold pressing on my cheeks, my eyes tearing up in the wind. The sky is lower than usual. Just like my hair today feels redder than usual, fire red, or maybe more strawberry red. I wrap myself up in my scarf, then do it twice more, before getting on with life and all the movements it requires. Walking, sure, being with other people, breathing, smiling, praying I won't die. Inside the bus, it's silent. None of my teammates look at me. Anna and Benedetta are asleep. Nadia and Carla just don't bother. Rochelle, our coach, is smiling at me, though she always tries too hard. When smiling, when talking, when all things. I give her a little wave, then nod to the physiotherapist, Alex. Even from here, I can smell his last drink. And just like every day over the last five years, I can smell his cigarettes. Then the smell of his cigarettes on my skin. The smell of him on my skin. And that's another thing I learned when I was 10. Sleep well last night, he says. Yes, I say. I imagine him with his wife sleeping well despite the horror he's capable of. Maybe she hates his smell too. Maybe she too tries to rinse it off with water, alcohol, or by scratching her skin with her nails. Will he really only touch us while we look like kids, as Carla says? Or is this too a lie? It could mean that when I'm 16 or max 17, he'll stop. And that will be the only good thing about being older. That and being able to eat more. The only empty seat is next to Nadia and Carla. So I sit there and we all say, hey, it's a one hour drive to the airport than a three-hour flight from Italy to Romania, and I feel claustrophobic already. I tap the window twice, zip and unzip my fleece, count to a hundred. The others are streaming music through their phones, but I still use an old iPod that was handed down to me from the hairdresser my mum cleans for. I have to switch it on and off a few times before it works. Nadia and Carla look at my dinosaur contraption, then they shut their eyes at the same exact time. It's like I'm watching them in slow motion, a choreography they've rehearsed. There's also a sound for the movement of their super long eyelashes, and that sound has an echo too. Whatever Nadia and Carla do, even breathing, they always seem to do it together. Maybe even their heartbeats are synchronised. Maybe their names, both five letters, are part of a larger picture. Carla wears more makeup and skirts, and Nadia is all tracksuit bottoms. One is blonde, the other one dark, but these differences were probably decided at planning stage, so they'd be a better pair. The first time I met them, they were eight years old. Before that, I'd only seen them at the training camp, but they never mixed with anyone else. They'd come to visit Rochelle's club when I was training. Carla was already a prodigy and famous for being in a TV advert in which she said to a boy the same age as her, look what I can do and launched herself into three round-offs and a double-back somersault. She landed, smiled, and sat down at the table to wolf down a cereal bar that was supposed to give her the energy to do that routine. 
The boy moved away, dejected, but Carla ran after him to give her a bar of his own, and they were both happy. I know she'll have spat out that cereal bar as soon as they cut the scene. I remember thinking that I wanted to be her. And how was it possible she could smile for the camera so naturally after a double black backflip with twist? Then I realised I was always trying to smile for the juries and for the coaches and for mum and dad too. We all looked fine from the outside. We still do. Some of us are just better at faking it. I select the playlist of my floor routine and put it on quietly because I hate it when music hurts my ears. I follow the notes and visualise a move for each one of them, the front pike, the aerial cartwheel. Then I imagine the tune without the singing. I visualise being full of grace in a double tucked back somersault and a front one, a TikTok bending my back to make an upside down V shape before doing the split leap. If my mind helps me, if my body helps me, this week I'll add a triple twist, which I've been able to do quite well for the past few months now. I imagine crying a single tear of satisfaction after it and smiling to the jury and then to the world. I curl up on the seat, I back to Carla and go to sleep. I can sleep anywhere, my mum taught me. Even as a small child, I could fall asleep under a desk while she cleaned offices, at the hairdressers while she cleaned salons, and on overnight buses when we were coming back from one of her faraway jobs. No problem. I sleep immediately and deeply. I dream of nothing. I am nothing. That was... Part of chapter one of The Girls Are Good by Ilaria Bernardini, which is out now. I forgot to tell you that bit. This book published in January, on January 24th. So it's been out for a few months, which means you can get your hands on it. Um, <laughs> I see the comments coming in, the wows and the we want more and so true and, and so many comments coming in as well. Cat Reader says, what a great start and love the cover. Um, Facebook user says excellent and another one says going on my TBR for sure. Lynn Hanman says this is going to be a difficult emotional read. Yes, I agree. Very gripping. Um, my son used to do high level gymnastics for a while. Um, thankfully, things did not turn out the way they did in this book. The Girls Are Good by Ilaria Bernardini out now. Add it to your list. <laughs> I see so many comments coming coming in about the cover and the story, and you can get your hands on it now. Ali says a heartbreaking first chapter. There's so many things going on in this chapter, so many emotions, and let's not forget that the protagonist is 15, only 15. And she's been doing this um, high level com uh, competing or in gymnastics since she was four and in this club since she was 10. Um, so uh, Hank says, my sister was a very successful gymnast. I'm so glad she decided not to continue. Um, 
another Facebook user says, can't wait to read this. I'm trying to put the comments up at the same time and then I lose them. Kathy says, love the cover. Yes, great first chapter. I couldn't read all of it to you, uh, unfortunately, because otherwise we would be out of time. Speaking of being out of time, let me make sure that I tell you about next week's book. Are you ready? This is next week's book. So we have, drumroll please, A Twisted Love Story by Samantha Downing. Now, Samantha Downing wrote My Lovely Wife, which was a huge smash hit. If you haven't read My Lovely Wife or He Started It or For Your Own Good, those are all Samantha Downing's books. And this is her latest one, <laughs> A Twisted Love Story. And in true Samantha Downing fashion, things don't necessarily go well, because otherwise it would just be called a love story. Um, but it's a twisted love story. Come discover on Tuesday what this story is all about. It's absolutely fantastic and brilliant. I read um, an early copy a while ago, and as always, she just blew me away. Oh, hello, Ilari. I'm so pleased to see you. I just caught sight of your comment I'm so pleased you found us and you joined us for the reading of your book today, The Girls Are Good by Ilaria Bernardini, out now, available now. That is such a gorgeous cover, isn't it? That's absolutely spectacular. So this was today's read. This Twisted Love Story by Samantha Downing will be Tuesday's read. Don't you just love, you can see everything in my back, <laughs> the background of the of the, the iPad because it's glowing uh, with my ring light and the other light and everything. Oh man, go sort out my lighting. A Twisted Love Story by Samantha Downing will be on Tuesday. So as you know, First Chapter Fun is every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, for those of you who joined after I mentioned all of this, this is episode 341. Both Hank Philippi Ryan and I, Hannah Mary McKinnon, read to you every Tuesday at 12.30. You can find all of the episodes on Instagram in our videos section on Facebook, videos, media videos, or scroll through the feed, or go to the featured posts for um, posts with handy, handy links. <laughs> Hank says 341. I know, right? 341. Can you believe it? And we do actually have reads scheduled right up until December, which seems, I don't know, a little bit just blows my mind. Um, and we certainly wouldn't be doing this without you, without you coming to watch and listen and discovering new books and new to you authors every week. So thank you for doing that. All right. One last time. Shout out for Ilaria Bernardini, The Girls Are Good, which is out now. Um, if you missed any of today, then just go back to the archive and watch it. I'll be sharing it very shortly. And on Tuesday, we will have a twisted love story by Samantha Downing. Thank you so much for joining us on First Chapter Fun today. It was absolutely terrific to see you all. And I hope that we will see you again on Tuesday. Until then, go on, you know what's coming. If you've seen this before, say it with me. Stay safe and stay kind. And we will see you again on Tuesday. Thank you for watching. <laughs>